0: Okay. <laughs> I'm so pissed off,
1: dude. you <laughs> can fucking tell.
0: I was so excited to record uh, after getting off work today. I was like so pumped. And I thought, I, I mean, I have had a good night. We ordered um, the Guy Fieri Flavortown, and that was a pretty good to celebrate the Doughboys episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> we ordered that, and that was pretty good, and I was going to get my taxes done. Well, actually, I kind of derailed our, our recording process because we were literally about to start recording, and I said, hey, just let me do my taxes real quick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <and> I, <laughs> uh,
1: it was famous last words.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to take like 10 minutes. It, I, I don't know. I com- maybe made my computer get all slow, and then it took forever to get that going again, and now my synth has some problem that I don't know what's going on, that I, I was so excited to bring the synth back into the podcast, and I can't because... I don't know what's wrong with it. I think I need to replace a lithium battery or something, which doesn't make sense because I got this like a few months ago. I think
1: there's no way that's true. It's got to be a different I, thing.
0: I, I can't. I'm too pissed off and it's too late and we need to record.
1: Yeah, so, okay. So,
0: um, to fix that. Um, um, so I, I don't know. I need to chill out. Uh, yeah,
1: I would <laughs> agree. <laughs> I would agree with that just based on sort of your general your general vibe leading up to recording this is the show we're doing it
0: i don't know i can edit it out i was okay. gonna start with the synth and and do a little nice thing but I, we don't have that this time so it's a hard start is what i like to call it
1: <laughs> yeah no that's an industry term um yeah i guess uh, hard open <laughs> yeah hot
0: open it's the opposite of a cold open.
1: Yeah, we're coming in hot. Uh, where um, things
0: sort of get off. Uh, what's a cold open? Is it just supposed to be funny? Uh,
1: Well, no. So I think a cold open is when you open like as if you're already talking about something else. Like There's no intro. You're just into the thing. So I, I so guess this is a this cold is open. open. Oh, okay. Um, okay. A boring one now that we're talking about how it's a cold open. <laughs> but... <laughs> um uh should so yeah so you're you're pissed off i'm uh, sorry (laughs) (laughs) oh boy you're just gonna wow that's where we're at um (laughs) so uh sorry
0: that was uncalled for i am i'm not gonna be mean i'm not gonna take it out on you
1: thank you (laughs) i appreciate that one
0: thing i'm not gonna do (laughs) well
1: yeah from this point forward i guess um (laughs) Yeah, so we got Guy Fieri. Uh, I guess we he's mean, on the pod, <laughs> he's he's here. Uh, yeah, he's um,
0: what sort of music does Guy Fieri <laughs> listen to?
1: Sammy Hagar,
0: yeah, sure, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, uh, <laughs> it's
1: sorry for getting too real. He'd
0: probably like Van Weezer,
1: I think so. Yeah, seems up his alley, yeah, um, which we will be talking about later. New Weezer album, very exciting, um. But but yeah, we got Guy Fieri. I thought it was pretty good. You you agreed, right?
0: Surprisingly good. I thought from the pictures, and just it looked my, awful. My the, even like the marketing idea, looked bad. it was just like this. There's no way this is gonna be good. And then I got it, and it was like if you've ever been to like a sports bar at like City Walk or something. There's like that NASCAR yeah. sports bar at City Walk. <laughs> I think um, that's
1: closed. Uh, but, okay. Yeah. Well,
0: there and there was that NBA restaurant there that I think <laughs> yeah. is also closed. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> i don't know what's a city walk now um <laughs> it's it's like the same quality uh f- or like a margaritaville like the same quality food is like a restaurant like that
1: yeah and um, roughly comparable prices yeah slightly cheaper slightly cheaper yeah. than those places
0: um so but, i mean surprisingly good it's like theme park affair it is affair.
1: yeah it's very much like decent theme park food anyway i get yeah that's the show um so uh anyway i guess hello and welcome to this episode of good listeners <laughs> Should I I mean what else? <laughs> Do you want to banter more? Keep going. I just about it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this episode of Good Listeners, a podcast hosted by two kind hearted, generous, emotionally available sweeties who are always there to listen if you need them. We're friends, roommates, and rivals and we talk about music, whether the mics are on or not. I'm your first sweetie, Randy, and I'm joined as always by my co host Clay. Hey. Hi.
0: Uh, hello. Um welcome to the podcast. And boy, do we have a doozy for you today! On um, we're keep rolling along in season two of uh, yep. Good Listeners. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: season season two, episode two.
0: Yep. Uh, sure, and uh, we've got, okay. So we're, we've got a double banger t- today <laughs> uh, as the double headliner. Uh, we're reviewing the new Weezer out al- reviewing. We're talking about the new Weezer album and the new Ice Age album. Yeah, in- this
1: is the only place where Ice Age and Weezer will be co-headlining.
0: Yep, we've g- the two sides of the same coin. <laughs> um and, and maybe we'll end up talking about some other stuff, but that's really what we've got going yeah on this episode. I don't know. Yeah. Um how are you?
1: Uh I'm fine.
0: Um, sorry, i came in hot and it's all <laughs> you uh, did lost in that is how you're doing which is um, really what everyone wants to know.
1: I think that's true they really do. Um I'm I'm doing fine. So I have this uh I think I have like a cyst on the inside of <laughs> on the inside of my elbow. Um you know uh I uh I guess um yeah, it like it, I'm going to show it to you. Here it is. It's this thing. You can feel it's like under the surface. There's like a, there's something there. Um, it's painful. It's on the inside of my elbow. I can't stop thinking about it because I can just feel it all the time. That's I've, nasty. I've man. never had a cyst. That's gross. Like I mean, that before.
0: I hope it's not <laughs> contagious. Yeah, uh,
1: uh, I'm sure it is. Oh, also, there's five like beetles just running into our wall outside.
0: That's true. They were running into our door. Randy came in and said he went around the back and banged yeah. on the back door and said I couldn't go in the front because there's beetles out there, and I said I don't believe this that uh, and so I, <laughs> this
1: should have been the cold open right, the we're, Beatles,
0: we're, the Beatles, <laughs> the Beatles were outside. <laughs> oh jo- yeah, it was yeah John, no it was Ringo and <laughs> John and uh, Ringo and uh, <laughs> they were outside and they said hello. We're the Beatles. We're here to be on your podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're we're here with, we're here with Guy Fieri. We're big fans. We're here because he's here. We love him. (laughs) (laughs) We love Dinah's drive-ins and dives. Um. Yeah. anyway yeah so there were like five huge they were huge right
0: they were huge beetles there were less than five by the time i got out there i yeah. will say that so i can't confirm whether or not randy's exaggerating about the amount of beetles i saw five but, this is
1: not a jamila jamil bees situation but, i saw no, five beetles no one's
0: gonna get that because i i just learned about this and, it was a big tweet going uh, around on okay on okay um mm-hmm. and they were big i can confirm that there were like two to three out there and then you You left, and I stuck around for a little bit, um just to see what was up. I thought maybe they were cameras like operated by the police or something, sure um and I was a couple of them went away, and I got into a one on one standoff <laughs> with one of them.
1: yeah, you were in a bit of a PvP situation and
0: uh I kind of started I was like, hey, back away, I wanted to see if I could go in the front door, and then I eventually, when I felt safe to do it, I realized the front door was locked, so then. I turn around, it's coming at me. And I was like, I got to get to the back door. So I turn the corner. I look behind me. It's coming straight at me still. It followed me around the corner. So then I just start booking it. And I come inside. I slam the back, the sliding glass door at the back. I slammed it shut. And yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, Um, it was pretty crazy. It was. Uh, So I hope it translated to a good story.
1: (laughs) I think it did. I was wrapped. Um, Yeah, I, I did check the door again like 15 minutes later and they were still out there so i'm really hoping by the time i
0: go to work tomorrow they are gone what's up are we gross is are <laughs> are they poop beetles like what's are, and they're attracted to all the poop that's in this house or what track or why are the beetles coming after us
1: <laughs> i don't know they weren't outside our neighbor's doors it was just our house
0: i've been listening to the beetles a lot and, and the beetle solo material see that's what it is um, so maybe this is the Beatles coming after me say, hey you like Beatles? how about these beetles
1: yeah <laughs> known to do that um so we <laughs> we should probably get into it at this point right um, i don't know
0: i mean i legitimately need needed to just talk about some shit so i can cool down before we start talking about weezer because i am going to get riled up again talking about <laughs> weezer because i uh have very strong feelings not just about van weezer but about I've been thinking about what it means to be a Weezer fan in general, and uh, it gets <laughs> it gets me riled up as well.
1: Uh fantastic. Well, I think, you know, this is a show where we talk about music, and that's the music we're gonna talk about is Devan uh, Weezer is the big the first big thing on the docket. So uh yeah. I'll you know, I'll take it away.
0: All right, I guess it's time to get into this. Um I oh, fan, I haven't even thought about how I'm gonna talk about about this or what? Because I I just want to talk about Weezer in general at first because, um, it seems like every time a Weezer album comes out, I I get wrapped or I just am attuned to some discourse about. Uh, it's ridiculous to even be a Weezer fan in the year twenty twenty one why are you still listening to new Weezer albums? This is not worth talking about. So I guess part of me is trying to justify talking, which is ridiculous because it's the music we like, and like five people probably listen to this podcast, so it doesn't matter. If that. Um, yeah, I like to think at least five. Um, (laughs) I mean, hey, come on. Um, And uh, you know, um, the the thing about Weezer is I just want to defend them. I want to put some respect... On their name, because the the classic story with the music nerds that you're into Weezer, there are people who are legitimate Weezer fans and well, you know, you know what I'm talking about when I say Weezer's good. Uh, but the general thing goes that they have two great albums, the first yeah. two, um, and then the rest is pretty much poopy. Yeah, uh, well,
1: I think, and so I think people who think that it's like there's two great albums, then Green was okay, and then everything else is shit.
0: Right. So which
1: I think is wrong. I think Green is one of the worst.
0: I think Green is one of the worst and I just uh, like I think that's a myth is what I want to say. Like this idea that there's uh some trajectory of Weezer that is obviously their first two albums are their peak. I'm not going to argue against that. Those are their two best albums. Sure. Um but other than that, there's not really a a dip uh, like a continuous dip. There's not a dip and then a rise. It's it's really all over the place because I actually I made a just on my own. This is based on my own personal opinions, but I I did a tier ranking of Weezer albums, mm. and they are all across the board. Um, from S tier, I put Blue out. Al- I mean, I'm not gonna hash out the whole tier right now. Um, but basically the point that I'm making is. There's basically an equal amount of B-tier albums, C-tier albums, D-tier albums, and just a couple F-tier albums, which are actually more recent albums. But some of the higher-ranked tiered albums are also more recent albums. So that is what makes them an exciting band to still follow, uh, because they're releasing an album, and you genuinely, if you're a Weezer fan, don't know whether it's going to be dog shit or actually pretty Mm -hmm. good. Uh, so it's kind of exciting to follow. I think that rivers is still like, I'm kind of just always interested in him as a, you know, a creative force out there because, uh, he'll, you'll totally have like been down in the dumps as a Weezer fan. And then all of a sudden white album comes out of nowhere or this, this year we've got an okay human followed by van Weezer, which I think are two, uh, pretty good Weezer albums. Uh, Like, but they're following two of, in my opinion, the absolute worst Weezer albums and Black Album and Pacific Daydream. Yeah. Uh, Those are the F-tier albums that I have. Those are the worst of the worst, in my opinion. Um, And followed by some of their better stuff in in recent years. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're just... I guess I've been rambling a bit, so I want to give you a chance to chime in. But I guess the point I wanted to open it up with is I want to just dispel the myth of Weezer's trajectory.
1: Uh, yeah. Do you, so? Do you? What do you think the chances are that in like five years you will be reassessing Black and Pacific Daydream and going like eh, maybe those are like C or B tier? What do, a, what do you think the percentage chance of that happening is? It
0: is a non-zero chance for sure. It's probably like a twenty-five percent shit because I do think they're pretty bad.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't like those albums at all.
0: With it, I can see it happening with Black Album because there are I did make excuses for it when it came out, and there are some things that I do that it does that are at least. Somewhat interesting. Pacific Daydream, no chance. That album is a total snooze fest. Just the most boring shit I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Black album, there is a chance. But the only reason I say that it's I can see it happening is because that has happened with Weezer albums. Like Make Believe is an album I'm going to talk about in talking about this album. It's one that I think is uh kind of unfairly maligned, and I have as a C tier Weezer album. Yeah. Um, and one that Van Weezer actually reminds me of. So. I could see it making the, you know, one of those, it's just mm-hmm. like, I used to really not like make believe. And, and now I actually, I, th- I think it's like not that bad. Like, so it happens. It happens with Weezer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's sort of like, That's with a funny. band like Weezer, cause I think, you know, I, I, I fully hear where you're coming from. I, I largely feel the same way that you do. I think I'm just a little bit less passionate about Weezer than you. Because, uh, you know, they're one of your favorite bands of all time. Yeah.
0: Um. I mean, that's also what this is, is that this is what it feels like to have someone be your favorite band is. Uh, I just like Weezer more than the average person. Yeah. So of course, I feel this way. But, you know, I, I do think that there's some truth behind it.
1: Yeah. No, I do, too. But I also think that it's just at a point now where, like, Weezer has done a lot of pretty darn goofy shit. And so, like, I think there's no convincing people who have been convinced already that Weezer is just a disposably goofy band. Yeah. and That they're not. I mean, that's um, what I like about it. I mean... Well, yeah, part I, of their appeal to people like us, like, because if I, if I didn't like the goofiness of Weezer, I would just listen to the first two albums. Yeah,
0: and I like goofy music. I mean, that's why I like, you know, that early day Matthews stuff and uh, a lot of the music that I, that I'm just strangely drawn to... Uh, I find myself drawn to is just because of silly elements, uh, or whim. Wh- not, I'm not whimsy. Uh, I'm not like I'm not huge into whimsy. I'm not a huge whimsy guy. Um, <laughs> but just, uh, the like sort of like fuck it attitude that Rivers ha- has approached to <laughs> lyricism is like, uh, just kind of funny to me. Um, you like, there's just always on every album, there's lines that I'm just like you motherfucker like that is the laziest goofiest line but i oh hey he's got he's got me
1: crying like when aslan died yeah
0: exactly (laughs) a line that i like a lot i think it's an instant classic from this album yeah um it's just like brings
1: a smile to my face
0: what are you talking about man (laughs) uh but also yeah if if you're into weezer you're also into that aspect you like you know
1: it's like loving cake or like yeah uh um they might be giants
0: Yeah. And I mean, uh, like the music of their first two albums is different from the rest of their music. So if you just like that music and you don't like, you know, the power pop type of thing that they've done since then, uh, then fair enough. But I I do like that stuff. I really love pop music. And I think that Weezer makes good pop music. And I think that uh, White Album alone just proves that you still have to pay attention to them because the guitar tones on White Album are fantastic uh so it it, like i I just i think that that album sounds great i love the production on it
1: yeah i agree but at risk of uh this becoming an entirely weezer episode i think we should get into van weezer um and as we do that i think we should just intro it a little bit uh by saying you know i think we should just set up that this album was an album that was supposed to come out pre-covid yeah um and then they push back the release. I think it's pretty clear that this album, the whole idea they had in mind, or that Rivers at least had in mind for this album, was that it was supposed to be um, kind of an epic anthemic homage to the rock of old uh, yeah, to I mean, be played in arenas. It's, it's called, an album designed to tour on. It's right? called
0: Van Weezer. Uh, it, yeah, exactly. I think he wanted to Get out there with the lightning strap guitar, uh, lightning, uh, lightning ball guitar strap. Yeah. Uh, and it's got it just you know it rips the crazy train riff and places it in a song. Yeah. It has you know the yeah thematically it's all it is ostensibly an homage to, uh, yeah the the great arena rock bands like Van Halen,
1: arena glam hair metal, all that stuff
0: um yeah so they pushed it back it's actually kind of funny um not funny but I i like the first i think the first single was hero the title track off of this i remember that being i could be wrong about this i remember it being dropped as like a tribute to the essential worker because essential workers are heroes or something uh, I can see that happening. I feel like that happened, which is like just funny listening back to the song because it's like this was not written like, th- like zero, nothing to do with workers <laughs> or anything. Just like when the when they released the single, everyone was saying, "Oh, essential workers are heroes," and they were like, "Yeah, you know what? This song is called It's for the essential worker." Yeah. So I don't know. I think that happened. I could be wrong. I didn't check it. I didn't double check.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they had if they this album had been coming out when Heroes was on TV, they would have had a music video with the characters from Heroes in it. You that's know what true. I mean? Like, uh, it's just whatever. Yeah. But not um, a bad song, Hero. Um, uh, I agree. It's a good so that's maybe a good starting point to get into the album. Uh, that song is good. And yeah. But uh, what
0: is your impression of the whole project? It's kind of short, right? It's short, so let me just pull it up real quick so I can talk some more deets. Yeah, it's 30 minutes, 53 seconds, so it's 30 minutes long. Um, it's like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, it's ten, like tracks. 10 tracks. Uh, it's 10 tracks, um, and I think most of them are pretty good. Like I, When I was first listening to it, I thought maybe it's a little front-heavy. Uh, it's got a lot of the big singles in the front, and then... S- it's got uh, maybe some speed bumps in the middle, but I I actually do like the songs on the back half. I like Sheila can do it. Mm-hmm. I like the album closer, Precious Metal Metal Girl. I really like uh, that, which is like sort of an acoustic song, and it's got some uh, actually some kind of interesting chords in there as well. It's not just you know too basic. It's actually oh this was actually kind of a good song, and it reminds me of you know butterfly like th- just mm-hmm. the the acoustic album closer. Uh, I think it's a, a cute song. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, and and uh, overall, I really like it. I really like the guitar sounds on this album. It kind of, uh, on one hand, it is an homage to the guitars of that sort of glam rock, arena rock. It's got some riffs and some solos that remind me of that guitar sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also reminds me of, like, the guitars on... Um, you know, maybe like Make Believe, which was sort of the height of the the, the power pop Weezer, you know, Beverly Hills was on the radios everywhere. And, mm-hmm. and Make Believe is not a great album. I think this is a much better album. Uh, but it just reminds me of like what I think Weezer wanted to do at that time. It feels like, uh, but they feel more confident on this album. Or I don't, I don't know if uh, having the theme of being an homage to to those glam rock bands just makes them a little more energetic or or, like the idea that this was supposed to be live. uh, Something about it is is better, but it it does remind me of that period of Weezer, which I have grown fond of because as you know, um, a a child of the two thousands, that's actually the Weezer that I grew up with. It's not the, the Pinkerton blue album Weezer. It's the Beverly Hills Weezer. Uh, Also perhaps why I, I, i love that song beverly hills and i'll, I'll defend make believe um and, and some of those other albums too
1: yeah i actually i pretty much agree with all of that and i think yeah some of the best moments on this record do hearken back to that power pop sound it's the classic yeah to me that is the classic weezer sound even though it is i agree with you it is a little different than like pinkerton is the the most standout in their discography, I think as far as production style and songwriting style. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's the most different um, and the roughest. um, And this does sound like that almost kind of like overproduced power pop thing that they do, but I think they do it well here. Yeah. I just think it works. And also like it, it does the best moments on this record remind me. um, And I will say the best moments on this record for me are not when they are directly sonically referencing Metal, yeah, we'll talk about uh, it and classic yeah. rock. We'll talk about it, um, and not just not just the Crazy Train moment. I mean, like all the moments where they like break down into like metal riffs or whatever. Yeah. The best moments for me are when they're doing the Weezer thing of power pop, and they let that um, shine.
0: And I, I, d- and
1: it reminds me of like Perfect Situation, which is like. One of my favorite Weezer songs, honestly, I don't think it's like a super well-loved song <laughs> in, it's an in the mainstream, song, but uh, I think that just the guitars on that song are so fucking huge and it kicks ass.
0: They are. And I was actually was going to make that comparison to Perfect Situation because specifically the end of the game, yes. uh, that song reminds me of Perfect Situation. It's got this, this it starts out with this guitar fill that's just, uh, you know, the playing high up on the guitar just kind of noodling around but it sounds cool mm-hmm. and then you get into this groove and the groove is better than the fill but 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 that blend works so well and that's mm-hmm. when the sound was really firing all cylinders is when it has those tiny homages those tiny parts that it's like oh this could be a van halen solo or riff or something yeah but then it really leans hard into just that uh catchy those hooks, those Weezer hooks, mm-hmm. uh, and the guitars chugging along like, like, it's good. It, the, I really I I think this is a good album. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I,
1: I I agree. I I do think it's good. I think it's definitely. I think I like it more than Okay Human. I do. I do. Um, and I it is it is impressive as well. How like, I think big Weezer fans know that Rivers can really shred. Um, yeah, but. And this album actually does not have as many moments of his shredding as I thought it might, Mm -hmm. um, which is fine. But um, it is really impressive how much he was able to dial in the Van Halen guitar tone when he wanted to. It's like really pitch perfect the way he does that with those guitar fills that, you know, those like harmonics that he does that sound exactly like the way Van Halen would play guitar.
0: And it's, you know, you've always known that that, those musicians have been a huge influence on Rivers. He's been singing about it since Blue Album, mm-hmm. and it's shining some of the songs, but never have they leaned into it this much. Yeah, uh, I think when they started, like, there have been, you know, moments across their entire trajectory, and on every album, you can point to moments that are de- like clearly uh, influenced by, you know, he he loves Kiss and all of those, but. Uh, there's something that's rewarding about just having a whole album and being like, okay, this is where I'm really just going to go for it. And to mm-hmm. have it mostly uh, succeed feels good as a Weezer fan. And it's also just fun to listen to. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really why I love this album. I like music that's fun to listen to. And from the first time I listened to this album all the way through, I was having a blast. Even during the parts that I think are a little goofy that we'll talk about more. We'll talk mm-hmm. about Blue Dream. Um mm-hmm. And we'll talk about um, the song that follows "Blue Dream." One, one more hit. hit, yeah. Um,
1: okay, so that's interesting. You know exactly the two songs that I don't like. On I this
0: think album. that that those are the speed bumps yeah. that those album face, and I'll actually defend both of those songs. But I, I do think it is where it starts to you start to kind of want like, okay. Is this going to be like... The album sags at that point. Is it going to go off the rails when you're listening to the first time? Like a crazy train. Yeah. Is it really going to go off the rails? But uh, I do think it's good that it it recovers in that second half. Yeah. But um, let's start with Blue Dream. Let's just talk about it. Because what we're talking about that we kind of have differing opinions on is that it rips the riff from crazy train it starts out and it's just go run it ran it it does yeah. that and then it goes into a and it si- goes
1: into the verse
0: riff a similar but train. different um chord progression is it With the guitar is chugging along okay the... yeah that is i think it's uh, different it's similar but i think it's different um you don't you don't like that it that it takes the crazy train riff i
1: do so It has, I'll say this, the first time I listened to this record was You Came Home, the day it came out, and I had not listened to it yet, and you put it on. You had already listened to it, I think, a couple times by that point. Um, (laughs) And so since then, so that day, I was like, when that song came on, and throughout it, and the next song, I was like, I was kind of vibing up to that point, and then at that point, I was like, actively disdainful towards it. And (laughs) (laughs) so... I will say, I think maybe that was a slight overreaction. Um, At this point, I've listened to the album a good number of times since then. Um, And I do like it more than I did on first listen. And including those two songs, they're still my least favorite pair of songs on the record. I still think it's where the album sags. Yeah, But where before I hated it, now I'm like, it's fine
0: i kind of i mean i i i actively like blue dream one more hit i'm kind of like yeah, it's fine uh there are parts of it that i think are still catchy well yeah let's talk about blue dream first yeah um that i think that it's not my favorite so i don't think it's like oh that's so cool that they did the crazy trainer but it does contribute to what i said that i like about this album which is that it's fun and when i was like i was driving in my car uh i was I was I was you know I was on the clock it was a work day but I was able to do some driving that day and listen to this album I was having a good time and that came on I'd never heard this song before and I was like that's fun like I, I just <laughs> felt like hey that's fun I like the crazy train riff and it, so this to me is not like all that different from AJJ taking a Woody Guthrie song and, and just totally ripping it off sure and, and kind of playing with that and being self aware and being like yeah we're ripping off Woody Guthrie, but uh I mean that's why we exist like that's we are we are already doing that exactly you know C'est la vie. so it's like weezers like being like, yeah, I mean that's already what this album is so why don't we just throw this in here to be like, yeah, yeah, this is like <laughs> like yeah
1: well, and um, they are they do at other points in the record they pay direct homage to Van Halen they pay direct homage to Aerosmith um, exactly
0: and I think because it has just normal Weezer parts throughout the rest of the song. Mm -hmm. It's not a cover of Crazy Train. No. It takes a part. I thought it might be at first. Not even the whole riff. It it takes just a a part of the riff. It plays it. It has different guitar tones, maybe even a different octave. I haven't listened to both versions enough yet, but I I listened to both back-to-back, and I was like, yeah, there's some pretty clear differences here. And then when it gets into that groove of Blue Dream, I was like, I actually do like this song. I think Mm -hmm. it's still a catchy Weezer song. Uh, so I can see how you, you know, it, it throws you off a little bit, but I think it's fun. One more hit. Uh, Wait, just, so
1: I, w- I do want to ask you before we talk about one more hit. Okay. Blue Dream, Crazy Train, which do you think is a better song?
0: Uh, crazy Train, 100%. Okay. Um, but the, you originally said that you think if a song does this, it, it should be better than the original song, and that is a premise that I just disagree with.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure I agree with it either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: I, I but most, I still don't like that song. I very mostly much. think it should be fun, and I think Blue Dream is fun enough for me. Uh, one yeah. more hit, I will defend less. Uh, it's got like this a, song is worse. This the, is the worst song. It's, on the album. It's the worst song in the album. It's got a chorus. It's become a bit of a meme. I've seen it going around, you know, music Instagram and stuff. Uh, the court. It's pumping it up, pumping up, please, daddy, please, daddy. He says that over and over again. <laughs> yeah. And it is cringe. As I would never ever play. It. Like if this song comes on in the car and I have people with me, I'm skipping it. I don't want them to know I'm listening to this song. <laughs> Uh, but it's like something that's such a rivers thing to do to have a chorus that's <laughs> like is. pump it up, pump it up. Please dad. You almost just respect it. Like you almost are just like, you know what? Respect. Like well, uh, he's
1: <laughs> done, he's done things like that in the past. You know, it's not new for him. Uh, if you, if you're a real Weezer fan who listens to all the album tracks, you know that like, uh, he's written songs like the girl got hot yeah. and, and also, and also songs about, um, drug use. what's that song on the white album um that's sort of like that um
0: oh boy thank you, god for girls or there's so many. no like no a, no it's where it's just like how old is this guy like <laughs> <laughs> i mean
1: hey <laughs> thank god for girls does elicit that reaction but i was thinking of um uh do you want to get high uh, yeah which is like <laughs> do you want to get high
0: we are all on drugs
1: <laughs> yes we are all on drugs is a fucking classic That's
0: what you, you don't even blink if you're a weezer fan and you, and you so hear true. this song you're just like god damn it like <laughs> i was enjoying this album rivers and why like why didn't you change these lyrics presumably you're talking about that da- you're asking daddy to pump drugs into you? like this is another one of those weird songs about drugs uh one like, of my favorite like, genre, sub genres of weezer songs uh so uh, i i don't want to be too hard on it
1: uh <laughs> and what's crazy is i think i think he has actually done a lot of drugs but also like
0: you would not be able to tell <laughs> you
1: <laughs> you wouldn't believe him if he told you about it it's like michael you'd be Scott, like you're yeah. so full of shit <laughs> You bought like a bag of oregano and smoked it. Yeah, exactly. It. <laughs> like
0: trying to talk about drugs or girls. It's like you have never done a drug or, or like you. you yeah, talk to a girl like you. <laughs> you're like in your fifties now, like or whatever. Uh,
1: yeah, like when when yeah when Michael Scott has the bag of like Caprese salad or whatever. Yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, Rivers and Michael Scott. Not not even like that. Uh, not too weird of a comparison.
1: <laughs> um, I agree, um, but yeah, I think this album overall is pretty good, and i I do want to, yeah, agree. I want to, I want to be seen publicly agreeing with you that the, the last three songs after that they really recover. Like those songs are good.
0: Yeah, Sheila can do it as good. So, like, is, that comes on, and it's like, okay, okay, we're back on track. We're back on track. She needs me, good song. Precious metal girl, we talked about great album closer, but yeah, the whole like first five songs of the album are really rocking hard, so uh, it's a fun listen. Uh, I guess I would recommend it to either people who are into Weezer or people who like uh, those ba- bands that it's paying homage to, because um, I think it is fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you're if you're a big classic rock or or hair metal fan, or or if you're, I think this is the closest. Weezer has ever come to actively appealing to Andrew WK fans? Sure. Yeah, I am getting Andrew WK (laughs) from this. (laughs) It's a similar space of just like...
0: Maybe that's why I like it so much. Appreciation
1: for hair metal in a fun way.
0: Yeah, it's just so actually fun. Like, it feels like Weezer... You feel like all of it should be fun. Yeah. Like you, you look at Ratitude it's like that's now that fucking sucks but it has some fun elements to it. Yeah. And, so, and it
1: should it should be fun throughout. And it has one of and the best Weezer songs
0: and... of all time. Um Yeah. Uh if you're wondering if I
1: I can't stop partying.
0: Uh, no. Um, <laughs> even though I do like that song uh, <laughs> if you're wondering if I want you to I want you to. Yeah, no that song. Knows. Um a great song but my point is like that is like uh, now I'm just talking General Weezer again, but it's like they, they lost that. It's like even when Weezer is bad, it should be fun. Mm-hmm. And they they lost that like past couple years uh, with Pacific Daydream and Black Album. Teal Album is kind of weird too, although there are some good songs on it. Yeah. Um, good covers, I should say.
1: There are some decent ones on there. I think that that album is, to me, it is just too gimmicky to really go back to for any reason.
0: Yeah, I did. I did put on the the No Scrubs cover recently. It's kind of fun. It's that that's kind of fun, but just I mean that just was so weird. Like the Africa, like like why is it like?
1: It felt a little desperate. Africa was so popular,
0: and then they did that cover, and it's like it worked. It got them back on the airwaves. It got them
1: uh, because it was also a big thing on social media. You know about that, right? They
0: like Weezer should cover Africa. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it's just like that was such a weird time for me as a weezer fan because but yeah it's <laughs> but it's also
1: not new for them like they've been playing into memes since very early in their career yeah very early in memes uh yeah. they were an early meme band
0: you th- so was like okay go right yeah uh do you think they're like kind of jealous of weezer at all probably i feel like why isn't okay go i Pat feel like, like
1: okay go are probably huge weezer fans
0: they've got to be it's like the same thing
1: <laughs> but they're like less interesting for sure yeah um, like what happened they don't like have a rivers
0: yeah i guess not they just have that one video <laughs> of the I, treadmills. they, they <laughs> so
1: they have they have like a few other like catchy songs though but anyway they do
0: i used to i used to really like um okay go when, when i was a youth
1: yeah but um anyways, um, I
0: I was just like, yeah, you know, I bet they're I bet they're a little salty or something. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think there's a bunch of bands that are probably jealous of Weezer. uh The um the Aquabats. Aquabats uh, are good. Hey, gee, Aquabats.
0: <laughs> there's a ska revival right now. Aquabats should be uh coming back or something. I don't uh, know.
1: Uh, I agree with that. <laughs> I've, I hey, I've enjoyed some Aquabats in yeah. my day. I'm just saying they're probably jealous of Weezer's success.
0: As I'm a as a fellow, of, I guess I'm jealous of Weezer. I mean, I'm not actively jealous, but I think you know it'd probably be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Anyway, we should probably take a quick break, and then we'll come back for uh, to talk about an album that I have an axe to grind about. Um, an album that
0: I think is dumb. Just kidding. I don't. Hey, I we're not we are talking about Ice Age. It's
1: yeah. I, I enjoyed Van Weezer. You got I, shit on my album.
0: I, no, I I liked it. I was just it's trying to make conflict. It's interesting. So
1: yeah. Anyway, I got an axe to grind when we come back. It's a break you are like breathing audibly into the mic while doing that it's kind of menacing i don't know if it'll come through in the final recording but in my headphones you're like i can loudly hear you breathing while you shake that
0: I thought that because I don't have the synth, I could use this to do like a musical transition.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a synth. Um, no, I thought it was good. I liked it. Thanks. Um, anyway, we're back. <laughs> that was the break. Um, yeah, we're back from break. We're going to talk about another album. I guess we already said what we we're going to talk about. It's Ice Age. Yeah. Uh, they have a new album out. It's called Seek Shelter. Um, it's the first album since Beyondless. Um, right. I guess so. I think so. I'll start by setting up a little bit about who Ice Age yeah, is, you'd, and and you'd, sorry.
0: Sorry, I interrupted you. I don't know so <laughs>
1: who, oh, yeah. who Ice Age is and where they're where they're sort of situated in in the scene. Um, I think so. Here, so I I I sort of tease that I have a bit of an axe to grind about Ice Age, and I do. Uh, kind of, um, something that I want to dig into a little bit here is that I think that there is a feeling going around, especially amongst people who are tuned into music criticism, that Ice Age is a band that is far more acclaimed than they are, uh, appreciated commercially um, yeah, they get, that, they that feels like a common refrain from people. They get
0: huge critical claim all the time and, and, and they're not all that popular.
1: Yeah, that seems to be the common refrain. But I was sort of thinking about that today. And while I don't think that's like totally not true, I do want to push back against it a little bit because it, it reminds me of the thing of like, there's they reached a certain point with the... <laughs> uh, There reached a certain point with the, like, Avatar discourse where it was, like, everybody. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody started saying it became, like, a very popular thing to say, like, you know, that movie is, like, the most uh, expensive and, like, most profitable movie of all time. But have you ever noticed how it didn't have, like, any cultural footprint? And that was, like, the big thing to say about it.
0: Yeah, people said that. And now people kind of like it again. Uh, yeah,
1: now people like it again. And also, at the time, like, people, like, learned the fucking language from that movie. So, like, I don't know how there's, like, no cultural imprint there. There's
0: a fucking world at Disney World uh, <laughs> that's all Avatar. And it's one movie. And everyone says it's, like, the best thing ever. Yeah. like, And it, it, it is. It and rules. And it is the best thing ever. <laughs> it rules. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: also, like, the best, like non like hot fine dining restaurant yeah in disney yeah hey um, this is
0: ice age i i'm not super familiar with but this <laughs> this i can talk about all fucking day <laughs>
1: yeah anyway so i think that yeah that's a common refrain about ice age and it reminds me of that because i think it's this thing that like sounds it like makes you feel kind of cool when you say it but i don't think it's really that true because like so i was looking through I was thinking about like who are artists who I feel like are in a similar space career-wise to Ice Age. Okay, okay, and I would go and I would look at them and I would see sort of what the responses to their work is, and and so I came up with a little list oh, and nice. um because I I was just unconvinced that they are actually that unpopular compared to bands in in a similar spaces to them. Okay, um and so to set this up, they have around like two hundred thousand ish like more than two hundred thousand monthly listeners on spotify
0: okay
1: um and i'm gonna list off some bands here preoccupations priests Hmm. Hmm. proto-martyr and ought all at Hmm. all have way way fewer monthly listeners than them yeah by like hundreds of thousands surprising to me yeah um and i feel like those are bands that are similarly critically acclaimed that similarly have cult audiences um that have like an online imprint but you're not going to talk to a lot of people on the street that know about them and i don't I'm see not going
0: to w- talk to a lot of people in the street period
1: <laughs> well sure I, <laughs> I i fully agree with that i'm very introverted but <laughs> you're like so proud of yourself for that one um <laughs>
0: I'm, but, just, I'm just happy I got all the Weezer stuff out of the way because <laughs> that's all I needed to be prepared for. <laughs>
1: sure. sure. But uh, so, and then and, and then bands that are like on a similar level to them are like Shame and Spirit of the Beehive, both bands who have recently critically acclaimed releases right. this year. Who are, um, I think, worse. And have roughly the same number of monthly listeners as them. Um and i don't think that's like crazy right Absolutely. it feels yeah. like that's where they should be
0: i shouldn't have said they're worse they're both good bands i, I that's a, that's that's negative language um, um
1: I, they're both bands that well a spirit of the beehive i've listened to very little so i can't speak to them shame. i think
0: that new record is good i think this ice age record is better
1: okay uh, yeah I,
0: shame i was not a huge fan of drunk tank drunk pink, tank, drunk, tank pink. drunk tank pink drunk tank pink uh it's not as big on that as some other people, so, so I'm, that's why I was a little low on them.
1: But. Yeah, no, I, I feel similarly about Shame, I just can't speak to Spirit of the Beehive, but they're both
0: it's a good record, pretty you acclaimed. Listen to it. Yeah,
1: and then like, so I'm just gonna throw out one other artist here, a favorite of mine, Waxahachie, coming off of huge crossover success last year with St. Cloud. She has over, she has like a million more monthly listeners than Ice Age. Yeah, that's, um, I mean,
0: that's the music that's really hitting right now, too. Uh,
1: but I'll also say, like, Waxahachie is not somebody who I consider, like, famous. You know no. what I mean?
0: Uh, you will hear Waxahachie in, like, a Walgreens, though. Sure. Not Ice Age. One
1: or two songs, yeah. Um, you know, I, um, I
0: literally did hear Waxahachie in a Walgreens is why <laughs> I say that.
1: Was it Lilacs?
0: Uh, I think it was Fire.
1: Oh, okay, Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: I take it for granted. That song. Yeah. Um, I heard that song. And like all Walgreens or something.
1: West Memphis is on fire in the light of day. Mm. Yeah. Mm, Sing it, baby. Love that song. (laughs) Um, But anyway, like Waxahachie is not somebody who I would consider like famous. Right. Like she's not a celebrity. Um,
0: I don't know her name is it waxahatchie katie Uh, crutchfield
1: okay um
0: i don't know ice age's name either is it that (laughs) little squirrel (laughs) just might
1: be hey (laughs) that's a better band hey
0: everyone knows that little squirrel but no
1: one knows the songs. it's yeah it's little squirrel and it's ray romano yeah (laughs) it's uh (laughs) yeah anyway um but uh do you see what i'm saying like i feel like it no, seems Ice like they're is, pop-
0: is pop popular They're
1: popular for the scene that they're in.
0: Enough to back up like a uh, I mean I will say like, And also
1: like I think it's weirdly like fucked to like imply that something should not be acclaimed if it's not super popular in mainstream.
0: I think people overemphasizes pitchfork's influence. Because people, Definitely. people will just be like, oh, like they should be popular because every single album gets best new music. Well, no one gives a fuck about pitches Such a small amount of people like read music journalism. Yeah, and probably like,
1: about the two hundred thousand people who listen to Ice Age every month.
0: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, so it's like any band that's like blowing up, they're not blowing. Like, you at this point, you know, you're you're more likely to blow up because of the needle drop than Pitchfork. Definitely. Uh, like, so it's it's like people are still people who are in the circles that we're talking about who are talking music nerds and, and who are actually following pitchfork those people, I think in the bubble you have a tendency to, to overestimate uh, the impact that's a place a publication like pitchfork has, you yeah. know? Uh, so I think that's part of it. I, I do agree with what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just a weird, a weirdly, Oh, a weirdly groundless argument against ice age. When especially when I think that there are perfectly fine arguments against Ice Age. For one thing, I think there was controversy with them, like, using Nazi icono- iconography early in their career or something. Right,
0: like their first album and yeah. marketing and stuff like that. Like uh, Yeah, which I, I think I, is... I, this popped up recently. I saw something about it. And I I and Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man.
1: And yeah, no, I don't know enough about it to, like, really speak to it, but, like... That seems like a reason to be skeptical of a band. Uh, on <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, you might just think that they are like boring. That's a perfectly fine reason to dislike Ice Age. But like, that's
0: kind of my thing with them. To be to
1: <laughs> to be like mad that they're, um. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have even brought up the other thing without being educated about it. Um, but <laughs> you know, that's what I do all the time. Um, <laughs> To be, <laughs> to be mad that they're, like, getting acclaim while not being as popular as Taylor Swift is, like, such a weird argument against an indie band to me. You know what I mean? I and mean, that's so weird that that's, like, the talking point about them at this point.
0: Yeah, I I, I, I agree. Um, but, you know... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I, I, uh i think we should talk about the album all right anyway
1: so yeah all right Here. i just don't
0: have anything to add to that
1: yeah Uh, so as far as my personal experience with ice age i've been up and down on them i do not i'm not like passionate about them like you are with weezer um right so like i had that axe to grind about the discourse around them but i'm not like a huge like a staunch ice age stan or something Sure, sure um they're a band that i have enjoyed in the past but i've never like None of their records have ever been on my top ten of any year. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, um, I, I'm in a, a similar place. None of their records have ever connected with me. Um, and uh, it's always the case that that it, it comes out, it gets huge acclaim, and because of that, I go listen to it, and it feels like something that I should really like. But there's just something missing where the record doesn't click with me. It doesn't have. It doesn't get that emotional response out of me. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like technically i can tell this is like good i can tell it's a technically good album but aside from a few songs there's always a handful of songs that i go back to and i think oh these are great songs like Mm -hmm. they real they really nailed it here painkiller from their last album yes is my favorite ice age song it rules um i think that is such a fantastic song featuring sky ferrera by the way where are you sky ferrera um wia but where you at uh but it's never, the whole album has never clicked with me. I think this album has come the closest, although it's still, I have some of the same problems, but why? Yeah. I don't know. What are you, where are you at?
1: Well, I mean, I guess, so I'll just give it a little bit of intro. I think as far as this album, uh, as far as this album goes, it feels like a departure from the ice age that I feel like I'm familiar with. Um, and I think that that is basically in a good way. um, it's it's a little looser, it's a little less technical and cold, um, it is twangier, and it calls to mind American indie bands like Symbols Eat Guitars, Pavement, and Cursive, as well as famous European bands who have taken inspiration from Americana and country music to great success, like the Rolling Stones and U2, um, but it's, you know, it also is still an Ice Age record, and it still has like those massive chord progressions with sort of the, like, droning, uh, monotone uh, melodies behind them. Um, do you okay. know what I'm talking about yeah. Yeah. when yeah. I say that? Where it's sort of just, like... just It feels like all of the instruments are playing one note at once and just sort of, like, droning on it for, like, four beats. Yeah, um, like a,
0: sort of like a post-punk type of... Uh, yeah, very
1: much so, very thing. much so. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they that's their signature sound um but they've they have layered on top of that a lot of twanging guitars and americana um and i think that you know f- so for me getting into the specifics of the album that's sort of my setup for for the the broad strokes of it um and i will say that i like that i like that direction for them i like
0: that direction for them i think they've been getting more melodic as well mm-hmm. over the past couple of albums and i like that just because of my own personal taste it's one of the reasons their earlier stuff just fails to connect with me is it just, it all turns into noise for me. I really need those hooks and those melodies to keep me invested in, in music. Um, and, and on this album, uh, th- there are some, there are some songs that that immediately have got their hooks in me, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this album is only, it's only nine tracks long, uh, f- about 41 minutes. Um and I think that's a good length. It's not, um, so they, they sort of been steadily making longer and longer albums since their, or from their, from their first album, their debut was, was like 24 minutes long. It threw until plowing into the field of love was the first time that they didn't make a longer album than they had before. Um,
0: okay.
1: or actually, you know what? That's wrong. So Beyondless was the first time that they didn't make a longer album than they had before. That was the first time they paired back the length of their albums. They were just getting longer and longer up until that point. Okay. And Beyondless was an album that I actually found like, despite like you're saying, Painkiller is a great song. I love that song. But like that album as a whole is like I
0: cannot like, remember the rest of that album. It's for a little for bit the life of me. Interminable
1: yeah. to me. Yeah. Like it's a little bit unlistenable. Interminable. Um <laughs> And and this new one seek shelter does not feel iner- very listenable. I was very saying. listenable. Very imminently listenable. listenable. Yeah. Um. It's 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 like a. I think it's a really solid record, solidly put together. It does not overstay its welcome, nor does it underperform. And sort of like the Weezer record, it does directly just like ape a song's melody yeah um, <laughs> i mean
0: right off the bat i think the first song is shelter song yes uh and that is like okay i'm listening to pavement right now like i'm listening yeah, to yeah pavement, pavement song
1: or Symbols eat guitars uh, um, yeah. um his vocals have just always reminded me of the Symbols eat guitars singer sure okay. um so like i can um, never unhear that whenever yeah. i'm listening to them
0: yeah that's that's a good uh comparison uh but it, it i mean it, it's like oh this is a pavement song um mm-hmm. uh, which I for mean, sure pavement is good. very it's, much territory like this. Oh, this is a good pavement song. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's not enough. Like, I, I don't, it's, uh, k- kind of like, um. like one of my larger issues with ice age is it just like reminds me of music that is already out there, uh, with, mm. with, it's so like finely crafted to resemble mm-hmm. that music that it just. I wish it was a little rougher around the edges. I guess because I feel like pavement. The part of that is how rough around the edges it is. Yeah, and I think that aspect is lost when Ice Age does it. Yeah,
1: I mean, Ice. Yeah, I know what you mean because Ice Age is so precise, whereas uh, Stevie Malkmus and the boys are so. Like every song by Pavement, the genius of it is how tossed off it seems. Exactly. It seems like we don't even care about this song. It se- yeah, yeah it you seems guys like can have this one. We don't care about this it's song. It's like they
0: picked up their instruments and they're warming up and they wrote a song. Yeah. And it ended up being, <laughs> it's like,
1: oh shit, this is the best song And I've it ever ended up being <laughs> a
0: fantastic fucking song. This sounds like, okay, this person steadied Pavement, like, This to all the, and, <laughs> and was like, all right, I'm going to sit down and write a Pavement song. And they did it. Yeah, they figured uh, they cracked the fucking but, code. And and it's enjoyable because you love pavement, but there's something there that's lost in the process, I think. Um, yeah. Which is not like uh, you know, that's kind of a nitpicky complaint. Like I, I, I still think this is very good. I I, I, I wanna make that clear. I like this record. Uh but there's something that is contradictory about what it what it is doing, inherently, I think.
1: Um yeah i think so i i i definitely know what you mean and and that criticism resonates with me um but at the same time i think i don't know there's something about particularly this record like i was talking before about how beyondless just like really didn't resonate with me as a record and and i would say i would say the same thing about the very critically acclaimed plowing the field of love i agree Um, which was the first record that I was exposed to of theirs um, because I was a little bit young when those first two records were coming out. Yeah,
0: Um, that's definitely the one that strikes me as like the Ice Age record.
1: For Uh, sure. And like that album cover like sticks out in my mind forever um, as like an album where I was like first getting into music criticism and discourse and like being like, oh, this is an album I should pay attention to and then listening to it and like, it just like slips off my brain. Yep. You know what I mean? Like every, I would just listen to it, I'm ta- and I would be like, "What? Every time? What did I, I just listen to?"
0: I did it today. I tried to listen to that album, and it just totally in one ear out the other. Aside yeah. from a couple, <laughs> aside from a couple songs, same as always. But something about it just it slides off the brain. And yeah, it's a smooth brain. don't get me wrong, <laughs> it's an but, incredibly smooth <laughs> brain. Don't get me wrong, it's a smooth brain. Uh, uh, but yeah there, there's something about it that i think is not a problem with this album i think that this album as i said it it did get its hooks in me immediately it is something that i am interested in and i'm going to give more time i i i'm i'm giving ice age a a, a a real chance to to stick with me for this one um but i i still like i have my reservations about them i guess
1: yeah um um, much like jeff tweedy before you um this <laughs>
0: and it's i don't know the lyrics to that song. <laughs> um and it's not about you <laughs> that well he says that yeah at
1: a certain point um uh yeah no this th- yeah so i think that i for me that is a great album opener um although i do understand your criticisms of it and
0: i i, I, I do like that song I, it's um
1: and I like the production flourishes. Like I really like the way the guitar sounds, Mm -hmm. Um, the lead guitar, especially I think sounds particularly good. And I think that I feel that way throughout, like throughout the whole album, the guitars I think sound great. And I think maybe that is up to the production of Sonic Boom, uh, of Spaceman three, of course, a famed indie act Spaceman three produce this album sure um okay. and i i think that the production throughout this album sounds really good um and really helps these songs to shine um and i think yeah so like and high and hurt is the next song that is the one that has um uh uh may the circle be unbroken uh right as the the melody that they take and and they eventually sing the actual lyrics may the circle be unbroken i like that
0: song quite um, a bit i yeah. like it a lot
1: i think it's really good um i don't know what the like thematic thrust of this album is i've not been able to key into that at all if there is one
0: that's kind of like my thing about them is i don't think there is i think i could be wrong i mean i'm not i don't have i'm, I'm not list, sitting down and listening to every album and like trying to to get my brain to, to critic like analyzed on that level. Um, right. But I, I do think that that just is something that strikes me about ice ages. I don't know that there is like a big thematic push. I think it's more of like,
1: it's all style. Let's it's all, let's
0: just try to achieve these sounds. Yeah. You know? It's um, all
1: pure skill and aesthetics.
0: Exactly. It's, it's, it's pure skill, baby,
1: <laughs> <laughs> which like I will, I think that I have a, I think I have a higher threshold for that than you do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really just want an emotional response yeah. <laughs> out of music. Sure. And Whereas
1: I like, I love the craft of indie rock. You know what I mean? Like, I love Spoon. Yeah. Um, and and bands like that who are like very, like technically proficient and like really into like using the studio. Yeah. Um.
0: I I like that in theory. I just have such little patience for. <laughs> for literally anything um really yeah Um.
1: i think it's sort of like it's a little bit i think we're the same way like this like totally tracks with like also like how like how we are about like video games like you know what i mean like you love like the well like you love the assassin's creed games those games are like very mechanically muddy to me so like i just can't fuck with it right um it just like it will not work for me no matter what i do and like you also, like, you loved Celeste, but, like, I spent, like, 60 hours playing Celeste. Yeah, I mean, the way you I, played the the way main I play games
0: <laughs> is, like, I totally breezed through them. Um, I I would like to get into, like, games with deep mechanics and stuff, but I have, well, for one thing, a small amount of free time. Yeah. Uh, but also just uh, um, such bad, like, ADD and such little patience that sure. I, I really just want – I want something that makes me feel, like, I'm instantly – wrapped up in it it, and that i'm getting some whether it's a video game a tv movie music uh i'm looking for for that just like something raw i don't know or something that just like makes me feel good like really is just firing off like Making my brain like give me some good chemicals or something <laughs> like yeah you're um, not
1: into stuff that is detached or intellectual um, I, I'm
0: not because I also like Ice Age there's something in my brain that's telling me like there's something just that's like pretentious about this and like there's yeah. there's like a barrier that I'm trying to get past with this album because I have like told myself I was like I don't really like Ice Age because I think they're pretentious and and I don't have the patience for it uh, but I I do like I think I do like this record. I'm just I'm kind of trying to break past that mental block I have still.
1: Yeah. I and I I do think this is a good record. I would I really I need you to play uh Final Fantasy 10 at some point. I'd be fascinated to know what you think about it. Um Is that game
0: pretty deep like uh with its systems or
1: It is mechanically I think very very deep and rich and worth spending time with. Um, yeah. And the story is a mess Um, i do
0: like that's why i love final fantasy 7 i i I love those messy final fantasy stories but i I bounce off of the ones with systems that that are hard to penetrate like final fantasy 8 i totally bounced off of because of the way the systems work in that game yeah
1: i i think that i think that so the what's great about final fantasy 10 is it onboards you really well okay Um, that i can handle yeah yeah the the tutorials are really great. And like the things that really kind of like suck about it, like the like sports mini game that yeah, is in it. I've heard like, you don't really have to engage with that if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, but yeah. anyway, that's so, <laughs>
0: we'll, we'll, we'll uh, just dwelling on this a little bit. That's like Chrono Trigger is literally not just the perfect RPG, but the perfect RPG for me. Yeah. Because that's the best game I've ever. The made. systems are so incredibly simple mm-hmm. and I'm really just into those games for the immersion in the story. Yeah. It, and that game is literally just that. It's like mm-hmm. the story, and we're gonna guide you through these perfectly crafted encounters and mm-hmm. everything. Like that is what I want every RPG to be. Uh, it, I don't mean that like there are RPGs that are the opposite of that that I enjoy, but um, playing that, it's it's hard to think that uh, that an RPG should be any other way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's perfect. I don't know. I'm playing Chrono Trigger. I love it. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it, it
1: following rules. Chrono Trigger. Is maybe my be- my favorite game of all time. Yeah. Um it's so good. Anyway.
0: Wait, we're we're at a little bit of a pause. I'm gonna grab another beer.
1: Okay. And we're back.
0: Hey, we're yeah.
1: back. We're back. We're not talking about Chrono Trigger. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're not. We're gonna
0: wait till we finish recording to talk about Chrono Trigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um oh. we're d- Dude, I went to the sky. It's the Sky City. It's a, no, We'll oh. talk. We'll talk about <laughs> it. It's a great game. That's so good. <laughs> oh my god! But we're we're still talking about Ice Age. I don't remember where we left off. You pick it back up.
1: Yeah. So we talked about high and hurt. The song where they use uh, the melody from um, "May the Circle Be Unbroken." Um, and then yeah, so there's <laughs> there's seven more songs. Um, <laughs> And one of those songs is Vendetta. I think that that is maybe the most classic Ice Age song on the record. It has okay. very little of the twang on it, very little of the country Americana thing going on. It is interesting. Just I don't know if this is a trend in music at all or if it's just me picking up patterns that like don't really exist. This So Ice Age is like... They are a kind of uh, Northern European band, and so is... Um, uh who's uh viagra boys are okay. also and they yeah. they both have like a recent fascination with like southern american music and culture
0: well you know i think that it's okay so uh, you know i talk about the crow wave uh, <laughs>
1: okay here we go the
0: counting crows wave the, i predicted i predicted i have my uh, a bit of a, my fingers on the pulse of the simulation yeah uh, <laughs> That I ju- think that's true. Just saying that uh Counting Crows, I knew something was happening. I could feel a rumbling. So I latched myself on and become the number one Counting Crows fan, which I am now. And uh can't
1: possibly be true.
0: <laughs> well, lo and behold, they are working on new music that Adam Duritz announced that they're coming out with the new album. I don't know if we talked about this on the show yet, but Elevate, we have an elevator boots. The new Counting Crows single came out Uh that Counting Crows. One of the few Roots Rock bands that is still operating, that has never stopped operating, that is still releasing new music, aside from Wilco, one of the few Roots Rock bands that is still firing on all cylinders. So, hmm, what a coincidence that these European bands are also taking an interest in Southern rock, uh, in Southern culture. I don't know. I don't know. what's Something's brewing. (laughs) What the fuck did you just say? (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh boy um, yeah that
0: does none of that track with you <laughs> i just don't uh,
1: i thought you were gonna draw like a through line to the two things and it I just forgot, wasn't i forgot where i was going with it, <laughs> it wasn't, there. i got
0: i got too distracted by talking about the counting crows the point is that <laughs> Roots Rock is making a comeback. <laughs> Southern Rock uh, is on the horizon. Southern and
1: Rock and Roots Rock are like two different. Southern Rock is Leonard Skinnerd and like Molly Hatchet. Um, Leonard
0: Skinnerd also a Roots Rock band. Ro- no, Roots Rock
1: is is Counting, Crow. As Counting Crows. They're from sp- fucking like Baltimore or some shit.
0: Two sides of the same coin. and uh, And right, like
1: OAR, also from like Maryland um all these fucking jam bands are from like maryland oh yeah and like rhode island and shit
0: oer is adult contemporary music
1: well they Uh, are now but they started (laughs) out as a roots rock band
0: that's a counting crows still a roots rock band okay yeah Um, well and
1: i respect that more for sure
0: and and, uh, i do respect that i think the single is pretty good too Um, it's like fine i'm it's it's uh it's pretty solid um (laughs) I, th- I don't know. I mean, hey, who knows how good this new Canon Crows album is going to be? Um, who knows? I don't. Um, uh, but but uh, Roots, Rock, and Southern Rock, two sides of the same rock and roll coin. Uh, and uh, the Ice Age and Fire Boys, of course, they want to get on in on that action.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It's, I agree. It's, it's huge.
0: <laughs> it's going to be huge
1: it's gonna be huge i agree um yeah it seems like viagra boys they have sort of a uh, like a sort of a bit of a twisted ironic take on it um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, hey uh, yeah
0: hey I, I like viagra boys more than i like ice age i'm not afraid to say it
1: wow okay sure hey you know what i'll say this sports is a better single than ice age has ever had um
0: pink or i don't know uh <laughs> <laughs> <Painkillers are laughs> you're,
1: you, now you're going back you like ice age more
0: i didn't know, just that <laughs> song painkiller just it's, that song
1: it's a great song anyway yeah so the seek shelter i think it has a great album cover i think that ice age has a long history of great album covers except for their first album has a pretty shitty album cover um but all the rest of them are pretty great this one is a beautiful picture of a horse and I like it a lot. Um, and beyond that, you know, I think "Wider Powder Blue is a great song. The Holding Hand is a great album closer. Um, I think that this album is honestly very, very good. I think that this is the first time ever, maybe, that an Ice Age album... Yeah, definitely, this is the first time ever that an Ice Age album is coming out. And I'm like, I'm going to be listening to this for the rest of the year, I think. Okay. Um, And I'm I- not saying like, oh, this is a lock for my top 10 or something. You know what I mean? But it's like this is an album that I'm going to be listening to because I like it that much.
0: Yeah, I do like it. I'm not as high as it. I'm not as high on it as you are. Um, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh my God. (laughs) We took that shot during. I'm going to edit that out. Uh, Me (laughs) saying that I was getting a little sloppy. (laughs) I'm going to edit all that out. Uh, um, You'll never hear me admit that on air. Um, I'll get you one day, <laughs> uh, but God, what was I saying, man?
1: <laughs> that you don't like Ice Age as much as me?
0: Yeah, I'm not as high on this album as you are. <laughs>
1: it seems like you might be a little bit.
0: <laughs> I'm not as I'm not as high on this album as you are. The thing is, I can't tell if it's like, oh, I love the first two songs so much, and the rest of the and I love Vendetta. And the rest of the album, I can't tell if it's going to stick with me or not, uh, which would be a typical Ice Age experience. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta give the rest a better chance. I can't tell you. I do think I'm more into it than I have been into them ever. Yeah, um,
1: definitely for me. Yeah,
0: but we'll see. We'll see how it lands.
1: Even though, so I'll say as well. I I went back to some of their earlier stuff that I haven't listened to very much ever. Just today, this afternoon, I was listening to like their first two records um and those records are like pretty solid there's like some really good songs um yeah especially that first record is like so short as record, it's actually, like yeah. kind of hard yeah, to hate it, it yeah. even though it's their worst album cover art ever <laughs> yes, um, it's, it's weird it uh, freaking <laughs> sucks <yeah>. um <laughs> so boring um and poorly graphically designed um it's yeah. just those songs i think are really good and also don't overstay their welcome like it's 24 minutes long you get in and out it's just this like screed of post-punk that you get for 24 minutes and it's like kind of great um so like that and this i think are maybe the best ice age has ever been for me um but i think i'm 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 gonna like revisit all of their records now and see if some of them maybe were better than i thought they were or maybe i still feel the same maybe i still feel that they're kind of boring and not my thing
0: yeah, I've been trying uh, because I I did I was listening to this I was like eh hey, maybe Ice Age is pretty good And I was going back to all their other records and I was like no this is boring to me I don't like this I I still don't like Old Ice Age yeah. I might like this can't tell yet
1: I mean just look at the picture of them on Spotify
0: I would not want to hang out with those guys no a bunch uh, of uh, cold like <laughs> wet
1: men yeah. uh, hanging out at like what looks like the most depressing house. Um, yeah. in the most depressing clothing, like not fun.
0: You know, now I feel mean. Like, uh, <laughs> like you just made me feel mean by proxy. Uh. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> was
1: that like? That mean to say that they're cold and wet and seem boring. I guess yeah, that is pretty that's mean. <laughs> mean when you put it that way. <laughs> I, I guess that is. I guess that is pretty mean. But they can take it. Hey, they, they're, they're. Hey, they're freaking critically acclaimed. They got best new music in their pocket.
0: You want to defend yourself and say you're hot and dry? Come on the podcast. (laughs) Come on the
1: pod. Talk about how hot and dry you are.
0: (laughs) Hot, dry, and that little squirrel. Bring him on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bring Ray, too. Um, I bet they are, like, hot and dry in person in the sense that they're attractive and have a dry sense of humor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Thank uh, <laughs> you. I thought so. That's why I said it. Oh man, man. Well, you know, um, hey, double banger. Uh, Van <laughs> yeah, we, and did sage, we did it. we did it. Should we talk d- about anything else? Yeah, I don't know what like uh, anything else come out really. Like anything else you've been listening to? Cake pop too. Cake pop two what's that you
1: don't know about this no it's one of the people from uh your uh the hundred gex
0: oh uh which one
1: the other one not laura less yeah Uh, him uh them and who just them Oh, okay. That, cake, that, cake pop. Geez, They're cake pop.
0: Is it good? I I can't believe I didn't know about this. I, I was totally in, <laughs> just distracted by Van Weezer, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty good. It's pretty good hyper pop. Um it's it's a little bit more accessible than Hundred Gex, I'd say. The production is a little poppier. Um and uh, I like it. It's um and the cover looks sort of like a fruit of the loom ad. Oh
0: that <laughs> sounds good. good. That sounds good, yeah. Damn.
1: Cake pop too. Check it out.
0: Cake pop too, huh? Uh, you know, Sufjan Stevens released the final volume of ambient music, Incantations, um, which uh, brings an end to the project known as Convocations. That is the entire two and a half album, or two and a half hour, sorry, uh, five volume, five albums. Yeah. There are five volumes released as albums. Uh, All five
1: of them together is two and a half hours? Yes. Uh oh, that's um, not that much
0: and incantation you know i listened to it i've tried to listen to it twice the first time i fell asleep a couple tracks and last night i was technically awake the whole time but like starting to fall asleep and and then i woke up uh and it, the entire thing had looped again and it was playing in my sleep and i was kind of in and out of it and you know it's not bad i mean he he's not making bad music but i stand by what i said about it last week is that this is just really boring. Incantations was a little bit more interesting. But overall, um, you know, I, I actually I, I, I found out some more context behind this project. That it's like an homage or, or, or a, a tribute to his, his father. Mm. Um, and in that way, sort of a, a follow-up to, to last year's, I think it's called Aporia or something, uh, album that he made with his dad. So that made me appreciate it a little bit more and, and kind of see um you you know sort of get some more meaning out of this album, i guess uh but overall since i'm not a huge ambient music person i actually well i would recommend like i think if you put this on there's no and you're like trying to like lay down at night to go to sleep there is no way you won't fall asleep so i'll recommend it on those grounds as a you know put this on to fall asleep too but it's not bad i mean you might like it because you like this sort of thing
1: yeah, I think I might like it. <clears throat> I have not taken the time yet. Um, I should check it out. Just listen
0: to the whole thing.
1: Yeah. No, I I, th- I think I will, for sure. Um, uh, Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, I mean, obviously I haven't listened to that, so I don't have anything to add to that conversation. I mean, I'm still... I have not heard any great new ambient music this year. Like, I'm still listening to Mia Gargarit. From last year. Yeah, it's not um, good like
0: that. It's not great like that. It's uh, not
1: that I'm fucking rules. Yeah. Um I still put it on like once a week probably.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that there's any like am I, Oh, there's like some like kind of ambient pop albums I've heard this year that are good that we've sort of talked about.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, but that's that's me. Um I think that'll probably do us for another episode of good listeners. Um Unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about. Um, There Uh, is, uh, so there is, uh, there is that Andrew W.K. single. I don't think I listened to it yet. I think I put it on while you were in the room the other night. Um, Oh,
0: I actually do have like a recommendation. Okay. Uh, um, I want to recommend this Paranol album. Is this something you know about at all?
1: Paranol.
0: Yeah, it's... um, he oh,
1: he, no, I fucking texted this to you like a month ago. Oh, really? Yes.
0: I finally listened to it. I was like, it. you
1: should check this out.
0: Dude, it's so I good. texted you the bandcamp link. Oh, my God, it's so good. Yeah,
1: it fucking rules.
0: It's amazing. It's one of the best albums I've heard all year, so I just wanted, I felt like I should mention that since it's going to, we'll talk about it. It's not even the best time to talk about it in full, I guess. But Yeah, no, we um, should.
1: we should definitely, we should feature it fully on the show. Cause it's it's, it's, it's really good. really good yeah yeah
0: uh, so uh, I just I, I want to wholeheartedly recommend that album and also that's sort of an emo adjacent album yeah um but I want to recommend just a straight up emo album uh by Stars Hollow that just came out mm, yeah um,
1: still haven't listened to that you it, recommend it's really movie.
0: good it's just straight up some great emo music uh so listen to Stars Hollow. I want to live my life yeah um, you know
1: yeah seems right up my alley uh,
0: yeah th- th- there's the only Rex I have
1: yeah and I guess I guess for my part you know I recommend those Andrew WK singles that are out I think they're pretty good um, <clears throat> if you if you are a Weezer fan and you like Van Weezer maybe check out these Andrew WK singles might it be up your alley? Um, yeah, kind of similar and stuff.
0: Hey, if you if 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 you're just aware of Andrew WK as a cultural figure, and you're skeptical of him as a musician, go listen to fucking.
1: Yeah, the music is uh, better than him as a cultural figure. I'll say that uh, much.
0: Music is worth living for, or whatever the, yeah. that that album is called. I don't know. That hey, re- I'm recommending that. Yeah, listen to that.
1: Sure. Hey, that's that's straight up. That is among my favorite records of the last decade. Um I love it. So uh yeah, so listen to that. Listen to his new singles. Um and uh you know if if uh you're so inclined, check out the new Sleater Kenny single. I thought it was pretty good. Um and uh I think that'll do us for another episode. Uh Clay feels differently Clay doesn't like Sleeder Kenny anymore.
0: <laughs> I haven't I'm sure uh, the he's too cool. I haven't heard the um, single I'm sure that's good.
1: Uh, that'll do us for another episode of good listeners. You can follow the show at good listener pod on Twitter. You can find me, uh, my personal account at Randallorian underscore. You can find clay
0: at crow posting
1: and you can email us at goodlistenerpod at gmail.com. Uh, or feel free to deem us on social media. Any questions, comments, uh, Yeah. Or uh, or, uh, constructive criticism.
0: (laughs) Yeah, give us your feedback.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Give us some notes. Uh, Anyway, that's it. Bye. Bye.